Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Macafall Show. My name's Cole Madden and we are here for episode... 69, dudes! Yes, it's like deja vu, strangely, fair enough. But um, yes, we are here once again to talk about all things Apple and Apple related and uh, try and find some news to uh, chat about, basically. Fortunately, I am not on my own, as always. First up, Matt Barton, how are you, sir? Hello, yeah, I'm cool, mate. Although I am trying to think how I can sneak away to go and watch Bill and Ted, because that's now the second time I've heard it, and now I still really want to go and see it. Well, you can't, you have to wait. There's two, two, member. you've got to see both. The bogus journey as well. Yeah, but the first one was better. Mm, okay, okay, true. Um, also joined us this week, Rick McCorson. How are you, sir? Very well. I was on mute. Sorry. I know. We could I'm tell well. when you took it off, it goes... No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. I do it on Skype. Well, it still sounds weird. Anyway, but we'll... we'll forgive you this time soldier on because <laughs> everything else has been perfect oh yeah good night so far <laughs> also joined us this week barry gentleman how are you sir i'm good mate i'm good i've had a, f- a few days uh, trying to get old tech working with new tech and it's uh yeah it's bad did you take him out to dinner? Did you scrap it did you yep. take him out to a dinner introduce him pour some wine maybe well i i, I tried that but yeah my my matchmaking skills are, are not as good as i thought they should be okay Oh, well. Also join us this week from EssentialMac.co.uk and the Rampant Mumblings podcast, we have Mark Chappell. How are you, sir? Not bad, Carl. Not bad. I've had better days. I've just been trying to prove my existence to Skype that I actually exist. And when you try and log in, it says you don't exist. And yet when I put my password in wrong, it says that my password's wrong. So it knows I don't exist, but my password's wrong. So that's been the highlight of my week. Anybody that does podcasts knows what a love-hate relationship it is with Skype, and you just have to accept it for what it is. The thing is, I've just changed my password. So it says, oh, we don't recognize you. Change password. Rido. Jump. So rebooted from LCAP into Yosemite and locked me in automatically. So the password obviously hasn't been changed. They like to keep you guessing. They keep you on your toes. That's what, you know, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. <laughs> also joined us this week, the developer from San Francisco of the Latched app, Vincent Sung. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Carl? Yes. Really excited to be here. This is my first podcast and uh, I'm famous now, right? <laughs> well, uh, in outer circles, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we've been plugging away uh, we've been plugging your app and uh, Matt's been slagging it off so now he's there look beat him up he's right there he's right there hey at least oh, I know where he is you said he was in Frisco he's in I LA just, as Rick said last week I've just noticed close enough Vince has got a proper accent American accent what's this nonsense that you've been giving us for the last 10, 5 years or whatever it is <laughs> it's called living in the UK now <laughs> oh we've corrupted you have we <laughs> Are you our, our revenge for Mary Poppins? Is that what we're... <laughs> Let me just put this out there right now. I really wish I had a British accent. And there was a point in my life where I did try for a couple of days and ended up failing miserably and just went back to my regular old American accent. Okay, Let now, us be the now, judge of that. Now we want to hear it. <laughs> I think we need to hear some Cockney from you. Yes. Uh, no, I think I will pass on that. <laughs> you kind of watch yourself into a corner there, dude. <laughs> I What's someone else that likes to uh, be turned into an Anglophile sometimes, so she tells me? Anyway, it's the lovely Missy, so let's check in with her for her news roundup. Let's mount up. Before I begin this week's roundup news stories, I have a special message for my friend Carl Madden. Unfortunately, I'm the worst friend on the planet because I can never remember his birthday or really anybody else's birthday. So in an attempt to make up for that, I would like to sing a very special song to my friend, Carl. This is from Missy Monroe. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President of the Mac and Forth Show. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Carl Madden. Okay, let's get to the roundup. This week, Apple released three adverts promoting its new Apple Music service. The ads highlight a number of artists and are quite minimalistic in their style. Unfortunately, the one highlighting Chaz and Dave heading down to Margate must have been left on the cutting room floor. Gertcha! The rumors of an Apple-built car have once again begun to circulate. Personally, I think an Apple car would be a wonderful idea. We could slide to unlock, ID touch to start it up, tell Siri what we wanted to play, and then use Apple Maps to get to our destiny. Okay, maybe not then. American rapper Ludacris turned up to the Teen Choice Awards recently wearing a diamond-encrusted Apple Watch. I'm not completely sure why this might be considered news. Surely a real story would be a rapper turning up at an awards ceremony and not wearing something garish. Finally, researchers at the University of Minnesota have discovered that bears show signs of stress, such as an increased heart rate when drones are flown near them. I guess this finally answers the fairly new question, does a drone stress in the woods? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Carl! So there we go once again, the lovely Missy there. I'm guessing um, she didn't actually look at the file that I said, look at this file to see how you pronounce Gertia properly. <laughs> Bless her. <coughs> oh, dear. If, if, you're, if you're in America and you don't know what Gertia is, you have to look up Chaz and Dave on YouTube. It will explain I have everything. no idea who they are. And that's, that's right. I don't think Rick does either. With his I didn't look. know either. I had to oh, look. Are you so young? You make me sick. <laughs> Good. See, I, I knew Chas and David because of you guys, but I didn't actually listen to the uh, the thing on uh, YouTube. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, let's go. So, so Vince, you like you said at the start, you developed the uh, Latch application, uh, which we've been using recently, and we've been using it to ask some questions and get the uh, our listeners to contact us and give us their opinions on stuff. So, what what gave you this idea to create this like social podcasting app? Well, I hate to be a bandwagon kind of fan, but I, the first time I really got into podcasts was late last year when Serial was actually oh. at the peak. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm sure you all hate hearing this too. Um, and being the, the entrepreneur-minded self that I am, I, I'm always on the lookout for opportunities to help other people out. And when I listened to this, and I, I started listening to a lot of other podcasts too, and the way that they were engaging their fans and, and doing interviews just all seems so ineffective. Um, so I thought that there surely is a, a lot better solution out there 
for podcasters to engage with their fans and hence the birth of Latched. So what was your general, what was your basic idea behind it? I mean, obviously you say because you want them uh, to get in touch and it becomes a two-way communication street. But um, what was the genesis? I mean, how did you go about starting things off? What did you think you would need to build this particular application? What I need, like, personally or in terms yeah. of technical skills or? Well, no, I mean, I've got to assume as an iOS developer, you know, a, you, you know your way around, the, you know, terminal and stuff like that so i'm just i'm just like what was you hoping to achieve what you know how was you going to get it out there how was you going to share it with the world and, and i didn't have too many of those plans no actually. <laughs> uh, yeah looking back I, maybe i should have done a little bit more more talking to to a lot of people about it but i was just so excited about this idea that i locked up locked myself away in my bedroom for for three months and just coded straight and just ate ramen and chips for for three months and really just didn't talk to many people as, as you would imagine a, a good old programmer does on, on a daily basis. But um, something that I learned in the process is that you really need to go out there and talk to people as well. And that's what I learned throughout the beta process. Um, Mark Chappell here was a, was a very instrumental part of that. And, and he really helped him and among others have really helped shape where, where it's become um, since I've Launch beta back in what was it April and official launch in the App Store in July. So now I'm just trying to grow it organically. I'm not running ads or anything. I'm not going to podcast conventions and and doing any massive advertising. I'm just slowly talking to my users one to one, make sure everyone's kind of getting the experience that that they expected out of it, and that it's it's really just just helping helping your show or or helping whatever whatever case you've gone on the latch to to use it for that is a, it's a really nice little community you're building over there at the moment and, and it's growing every time i log in I, I see someone new who's like posted something um I, I what is what is your big plan for have you got any big plans at the moment or would you just say heads down still at the moment and just charging forward to see where things go exactly um nothing no big plans no grand vision um well let me take that back. There is a grand vision, um, but I'm kind of keeping that at bay and just slowly working towards it one user at a time. Um, whenever a new user signs up, I'd, I'd contact them personally, ask them for feedback, just trying to take this one step at a time and, and really take this as a learning process too and just figure out what other people's needs are. I, I know there's a lot of apps out there where they just kind of throw money at this problem. They just mm. go out and, and they buy a million installs for it and, and try to make it the, the next big hit. I, I, don't, I don't personally see that as the best way to, to grow the Latch community. I mean, that's, that's just not how you grow a community, right? So I'm just trying to focus on growing organically, I think is the best term for this. What, what's the biggest challenge you've discovered regarding the app so far? The biggest challenge, aside from the technical challenges, which I don't really want to discuss, um, the, the bugs can be pretty painful to solve. But um, for me, the biggest challenge right now is, is really just finding the right people that, that where Latched would actually really benefit their, um, their workflow, basically. Um, so in, in this particular case, it's, it's just reaching out to podcasters and, and convincing them that this can actually help out your your weekly shows or, or whatever um, frequency you run your show on. Yeah, I, like I say, I personally, I, as soon as I started playing around with it, I could see some value. I could see the opportunity of, of allowing our listeners to send feedback to us and then impl- 
including that into the next following show, as we're going to do in, in a, a little bit later. Uh, Mark, have you any questions as well? Because uh, you know, because you're the guy who who discovered Vince. Uh, amongst us <laughs> lot. Anyway, I mean, you go, whoa, look, I've been discovered by Mark. <laughs> oh, that's that, that, that's going to show, show up in someone's highlight of their life. Uh, well, I'm, it was funny because I was just trawling through um, Reddit and Vince just happened to put like in a little innocuous sort of post saying, hi, everyone, I'm developing an app. And I thought, oh, well, I'll jump on board and give it a go. Um, so basically with Latch, the general premise is you, you put up a subject or a topic or a question about something. And then it's very much like a, a Q&A system, isn't it? So what was the what was the reasoning behind, behind instead of like having a system where, like on a, on a forum, somebody posts a question and then everybody replies. With Latched, you post a question or a story or something, somebody replies, but their reply only shows up once you've um, once you've given a reply to that reply. What was the theory behind that and why have you gone with that over the more conventional, you know, ask a question and ju- then just let the world to reply. Right. Well, initially, actually, um, a, a big part of that feature was inspired by an episode I was listening um, on, on Freakonomics, where they asked users to record something. I can't remember what question they asked, but they, they wanted their the listeners to record something and email it to them, and they'll see if they can include it in their next episode. So I thought emailing a sound clip, that just seems so so antiquated old school (laughs) antiquated exactly um so i thought hey there should be this tech platform that allows you to kind of have a moderated conversation allow you to to interview people in a very effective and clean way Um, now there's been a lot of very good side effects to that too actually someone pointed out to me that they noticed there's very little foul language very little trolling that goes on on this app and and i think that's that that was a lovely outcome of of this system um where the responses are 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 moderated by the main caster so the main caster has the ability to choose the responses the audio responses that they want the public to listen to and it kind of serves as an auto filter system for good responses versus crappy responses so that that's been an interesting um learning experience for me so far too because you can see that when you've when someone's posted a cast or a latch that you can see that there's been three or four however many responses but none of them have been latched is that is that by design again is that just to sort of to let people what's the theory behind saying okay so this person's put out a cast he's had three responses but none of them have been latched on what's the what's the methodology behind that Right. So let, let's say that a cast is super popular and it gets a hundred responses. I kind of want other listeners to kind of know how, how popular this, this cast is. And I didn't think that the number of listens would be the, the 100% best, best metric for people to understand. So I, I thought number of responses would be a very good way for people to understand how popular something is. And by showing how many of them are latched, making that publicly visible, I was hoping that the original caster would also feel a little bit of social pressure to, to go back to the app and, and latch a couple of those responses on and, and to make it public. So it's, it's, there's kind of a, a feedback reinforcement system there. There too. So it's another way to make someone feel guilty, like, oh, you've had 100 listens, but you've not bothered to tag anyone then. Um, no, I, I don't want to say I'm making anyone guilty. I'm just encouraging... Um, <laughs> 
usage of that <laughs> as any developer would want. Very smart. Uh, guys, three guys, you got any, any questions for Vince? I have. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that was your question. Have you got any? I have got questions. Um, how do you deal with forks in the conversation? If you were on a blog, you sort of in, they indent each fork in a conversation so that you can uh, easily scroll through and follow a, a general train of, um, of how the conversation, if you like, albeit online, is going. How, is, there, is there a way that you do that in Latched? Because if, if I said a question um, on Latched and, and um, whatever it was, there might be two different responses that take that conversation in two completely different directions. Is there a way that you can um, deal with that outcome? Um, so that, or is it just a, um, a very sort of one after the other response? Exactly. It's the latter. It's it's a very one after the other response. Um, I, I thought about doing forking too, but you, UI wise, it would have made the whole app look a little too cluttered, at least the way I was thinking about doing forking. Yeah. Um, and, and I just didn't think that it was, it was very necessary to keep a conversation going, at least in the first iteration of the of the product. A, a good example of this actually is, is Facebook. So in the, over the past decade or however, however long Facebook's been around for, the comments on the statuses have all been very linear and they don't allow forking until I believe earlier this year when they started allowing you to reply to certain comments and kind of fork off there. So I, I believe it's possible to have a very meaningful conversation without forking at this point. Well, it's probably, um, if, it's probably almost better in a way. I I suppose because you can remain on topic rather than a exactly. lot of these things. Exactly. Sort of um, people start posting different questions, and you lo- you lose the sort of topic in a lot of blogs, don't you? So that by having it linear, you probably do remain on topic quite a lot more. A lot exactly. More exactly. And um, the the only other thing I I want to know how it was dealing with as a developer. None of us are real real proper developers um, like you are. How how was it dealing with um, dealing with Apple? And getting, you know, taking a product that you'd spent, like you say, your your evenings with ramen and in in your bedroom <laughs> coding. How was it getting that into a product that you could get onto Mark's iPhone? That's that's a really good question, and surprisingly, it was painless. Going into it, I thought I'd run into a lot of problems, and then I'd have to deal with their customer service and. And from my experience in dealing with customer service with cable companies, I thought it'd be a similar experience with with Apple. But it, it turns out, well, we also keep in mind as a developer, we also pay ninety nine dollars a year to to be in the developer program. So they do use a lot of that money to to support their their system and infrastructure around this too. But for example, I had to get my company name changed once in their system. They're super responsive on it. Um, that I, I had to escalate one of my my reviews in the beginning. Super responsive. Um, even when you call them, there's almost no wait time, um, and and they just really lay out the expectations really well. Um, I have to say that the app review process is a little bit long. It takes when you initially submit for the app store. It takes they say eight to ten days for them to to get it in the app store and and. In a developer's life, kind of product life cycle, that can be quite a lengthy time. But at least they set the expectation outright. Um, whereas with the, the Android Play Store, I believe 
they can get your app into the market super quickly. Um, but if you have any questions um, <laughs> about the process, good luck. Um, I, I think from what I've heard, I mean, personally, I haven't developed for Android before. Um, but from what I heard, that's kind of how, how it goes on, on that end. So relatively painless, basically. We've got a question in the chat room, and then afterwards, I'll, I'll do a, an actual demonstration of, of, of uh, Latched itself. So uh, Simon is saying, um, interesting how I tell where new badge is supposed to take me. If I get a new badge on the icon, how do I tell which conversation has had a reply? Is there any? Oh, so, so the badge system actually just indicates how many notifications that you have. And there's, there's different types of notifications. For example, there, I add plus one to that badge when someone new follows you. I add plus one to that badge when you get tagged in someone else's cast. There's plus one to that badge when someone responses to one of your casts. So, so it's hard to say what the badge corresponds to. Um, it's more of an indicator that there's stuff waiting in the app for you to, to check out. Yeah, and then when you go in, if you go to your personal page, it's normally a red dot. And if you go in there, it tells you what's normally lined up for you, like you've got a new listener or you've got a new response. Or some exactly. follower has posted something new, I think, as well. I've seen one. Exactly. I, I tried tried my best. Actually, this is with uh, a big part of a Mark's feedback, too, during the beta process. Um, try to make it more obvious where the new updates are and, and kind of leave a, a breadcrumb trail so that the user knows exactly what new has happened in the app since their last login. Okay, cool. Well, well let's, let's do a little demonstration. So last week I asked a question, and the question was, a number of rumors are circulating that, that the as-yet-unannounced iPhone 6S will have false-touch integration. Do you think this is likely? And if so, how do you think it could be best implemented? And first up, it was Vince. Vince is normally the first one currently to respond all the time at the moment, so he's probably sitting on it all day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so here was his response. Hey, Carl, this is Vincent. I'd be really surprised if they didn't integrate Force Touch into the, the new iPhones. Um, I'm not sure it added all that much use to the new MacBooks since they have Force Touch now too on their touchpad, um, to, to my knowledge. But from my experience, it certainly adds a very large extra dimension of control onto the Apple Watch. Basically, the smaller the screen, the more useful it is, um, and, and I've seen a lot of good uses for it on the watch. If they do end up integrating it onto the phone, um, my intuition right now, without thinking about it too much, um, tells me that it's probably best for the double tap on the home button feature, where it shows all of the, the apps that you currently have open and running in the background, and you're able to swipe through it. Um, if instead of double tapping on the home button, you could just do a force touch onto the screen and then just shows all your open apps. I think that would be an interesting first use for, for it on the iPhone. Um, anyways, uh, thanks, Carl. There you go. Is it, is it still weird hearing yourself, Vince? It is. It absolutely is. Every time, every time I hear myself, I just cringe a little bit. I'm, I think I'm getting used to it over time. The more I use Latch, but still weird. <laughs> Matt, Matt will not listen to any of these shows because he doesn't want to hear himself. He's, he's weird like that. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was some good opinions there. Uh, we also had that followed up. Simon also responded uh, shortly after that as well. Hello, Carl. Um, I'm pretty sure that Force Touch will be in the 6S. Uh, I very much expect that its original use will be to mimic a right click so that you can uh, press harder and get a fly-out menu of some kind. Uh, other obvious uses, of course, are scrubbing, uh, press harder to scrub faster, um, and possibly in some uh, other applications to mimic pressure sensitivity. 
it's about all I have to say on it really but uh, I'd be very surprised if it doesn't turn up and uh, I'm looking forward to it see you later so there you go Simon's looking forward to his false touch and scrubbing apparently so uh, nice <laughs> Simon knows I'm joking but anyway um, and, then, and then finally uh, Arctic Musher also uh, uh, left us a latched as well and here's what he said, had to say Hi Carol, just thought I'd respond to your uh, earlier post. Uh, I agree with Vincent's comments. I think that uh, Force Touch is definitely coming to the new iPhone. In fact, I think it opens the opportunity for them to possibly remove the home button, assuming they can integrate the Touch ID into the screen and possibly long term look to removing more and more of the mechanical type buttons that are on the iPhone. Personally, I would love to see them integrate the inductive charging into the new iPhone uh, because the lightning connector is absolutely shocking. I can't believe how many cables I seem to be buying and going through in comparison to the old 30-pin connector we used to have. Uh, Just thought I'd add my thoughts. Enjoy listening to your show. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Arctic Musher. Yes, yes. So that's it. So this is what I'm saying. So each each um, response there, I also responded to. And if you go onto the Latched app, you can hear my responses as well. And it all sort of plays out in sequence, so you can sort of build a little conversation. Um, what's the maximum? Was it? Is it eight people who can respond, and you respond to Vincent? Is it? Yes, eight. Yes, eight, eight people can can respond to you if if for some reason one of them you end up wanting to take out you can take out later and, and replace them with someone else too. oh you can be replaced <laughs> that's not good <laughs> no, that's, that's good um yeah so and, and like Vincent said the way he's gonna you'll be able to deal because i initially thought how well how do you deal with trolls how do you deal with people who you know are a bit of a pain and the fact is if you you know you just don't respond to them and then they they get no further you're the only person that hears their response so um as long as you can you know, suffer that indignity, then you're fine because no one else is ever going to hear the the troll, so to speak. Um, which is it's good. Um, Mark saying a few things in the comments. Uh, was it a particular reason why there's no user guide or manual? Is it just a, a process of discovery that you want to um, suggest to people that they play with the app and get to use it that way? Exactly. Um, I, I figured that the people who who would find a very good um, very good use case for it, um, hopefully, they would take more than five seconds to, to try to play through it and discover things just from personal experience. When I, I feel like I've invested at least a couple of minutes into, into an app, I, I feel more encouraged to use it just because I've gone through this learning process and, and it's exciting for me. So, so far, I know Mark's been trying to encourage me to have a little tutorial thing upon open. So far, I'm still a little hesitant to do that, but, but we'll, we'll see what other um, kind of feedback that I get regarding that. Good stuff. Okay, well, we're going to ask another question later on in the show, but just so we have to cover the, co- uh, uh, the subject ourselves first, so <laughs> otherwise it will seem a bit weird. If I ask a question that we haven't covered, <laughs> they'll think we're in balmy. Well, balmier. So... Well, thanks for that very much. You know, that's all very interesting. Um, I do in- really enjoy using the app. I think it's a nice little community, as I said earlier, that you've got there. And uh, hopefully it's going to grow and expand And as people who should overcome their nervousness of, like, allowing their voice to go out there. Because uh, you've done a post today, which became very popular, um, going into ex- asking why do people feel weird about hearing their voice. You know, we, we see our things that we write we see ourselves in video and we are normally okay with that but when it comes to our voice we oh god no i don't sound like that do i and it's a it holds a lot of people back um but you exactly. shouldn't because shouldn't. everybody else knows you sound like that already it's only you 
that's new to it. <laughs> so because you're hearing the the sound echo around your head before it goes out into the world. But uh, yeah, you should go and try latched. And like I say, we're going to do a question a little bit later, so you can comment on that, and then we'll play them back on next week's show. Right. So let's move on to the news this week. Well, documents <laughs> that the Guardian have found say Apple is definitely, definitely building a self-driving car. And what makes them think that? Because they booked time at a test centre. Right then, thanks. Another another great bastion of journalism bites the dust there. Um, yes, so literally, they um, applied to a facility that allows you to drive cars around this, which looks like a little village or a little town. Um, a lot of other cars uh, companies have used this to test out various vehicles. I believe Google have even used it with their self-driving cars. But... I guess if I, you know, if you want to be generous, the fact is that Apple's very secretive about their stuff that they're doing. And if they can find a private little town to drive around their supposedly autonomous vehicles, then don't say autonomous vehicles, not we can drive them, autonomous vehicles. Um, I guess they would go for that. And apparently they did move in and they did put lots of different like key card locks on doors and section places off and hired more security guards, all the things that you think Apple would do. So what do you reckon, guys? What do you reckon they're doing on this 2,100-acre former naval base over there in San Francisco? You could probably go and look, couldn't you, Vince? You could probably peep over the fence, maybe. It's a good 400 miles away. But oh, I suppose it. Carl has no concept of the U.S. of kind of distance or anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to have a, uh, a radio control car convention that's a big one sky electrics track <laughs> yeah did anyone else notice that the car in the guardian picture that they did on the actual when they announced this and everything is actually a tesla just with a blanket over it's, the top of it it's, it's stock photography there's no such thing as an apple car as yet <laughs> as far as i know anyway but uh, i'll tell you what the more interesting conversation is i think personally is autonomous vehicles because you know we always we we grew up in the age of microchip and we saw robots you know take jobs like from the uh, car basically the car manufacturing industry because all done by robots now and obviously big warehouses like amazon use robots to pick the stuff and us mere humans to you know pack it all together and do various other jobs if if automated, stuff the robots do not want to do well yeah if all if auto if autonomous vehicles come along though we as a nation well as a as a species are screwed because well you are you have the job no no not just me you think about it you think the ramifications right if if everybody who drives for a living loses their job that doesn't just affect us. That affects you guys because you guys got to support us because that's just life. Well, it is in Britain anyway. But uh, everything, everything goes away. Bus drivers, cab drivers, train drivers, well, no pilots eventually, I suppose. It's, um, it's, it's a kind of a scary prospect. And as usual, the tech companies just dive straight in because they see the goal. But it will leave a, I think it will leave a lot of mayhem behind it. Um, a lot of people unemployed, unable to make work and, you know, get work and, I, I just, I seriously consider it, although it'd be a wonderful thing to get into an, an automated car, the ramifications of it are quite scary. Well, all right. You haven't necessarily got it as that because one, it's going to cut down the amount of accidents because obviously on the basis of automated cars, they're going to actually not, you know, they're going to be self-aware in that sense to the point where there actually won't be accidents. So you won't have cars and lorries and that kind of stuff hitting bikes, you know, people that are on actual um, cyclists, that kind of stuff around London and things like that. And there won't be so many car accidents where the cars are hitting each other because of, you know, lack of actual people paying attention and stuff like that. Uh, which for me is quite a personal thing, but I'll be honest, and I meant for that. But in the same sense, all those people that were drivers, why not then get those guys to be the ones that actually go in and kind of help dis- you know, build these cars and put these automated systems Because they're going to be built by robots. That's why. 
<laughs> Come on, they're gonna. They, you know, oh, you live, you live too far in the future. <laughs> I know, well, I'm thinking 20, 25 years. So, but that's still my lifetime. Well, <laughs> you reckon? No, no, maybe not. Maybe not. I'll, I'll re-say that. I'll I support any public transport. That means I don't have to sit in a quiet carriage on a train that no matter how many times a woman on the tannoy says, we would like to remind all people in the quiet car to not use your mobile phone set to its most loudest bloody ring volume tone. So if it gets rid of that problem, I'm all for it. Sack everyone and just have autonomy everywhere. (laughs) As long as it's not Joey Caps that you had in kind of Total Recall, then I'm fine with it. And let's face it, if if robots take us over and we go back to slavery, that sorts out the unemployment problem. (laughs) We got that. Anyway, uh, uh, Barry, you're staying very quiet. Any opinions here? Well, so I'm I'm thinking of the the autonomous car. So you you get in this thing and it takes you wherever you need to go, and that's that's fine. But what's your backup? You know, we all we all saw what happened to uh, you know the empires robot army you know it, it's going to be oh, oh is there going to be that time where everything's just suddenly going to go bleh, bleh, bleh. and we're all we're all just sat we're all locked in an autonomous car <laughs> and there's no there's no self-drive option I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be no self-drive option you're going to be that's it you've handed over this this piece of control to the machines but uh yeah you're right i mean See, the geek inside me is really excited, as I just said. Like, and I'd love to see a car that Apple produce. You know, I can't imagine it being that much better than what Tesla produced, for example. But apart from it drives itself, but the, that's what I'm saying. The, my my social conscience gets in the way, and I think, oh my god, this is not going to be good for you know a majority of the working man. So yeah, up the workers. So so I just I do I do worry. Um, I, and said I do like wor- a true British person. Well, no, because I remember being in school and I remember doing the science stuff in school where they'd say, "Oh yes, the future will be robots who will do this and they'll do all the menial work and we'll just be at home watching big video wall screens and stuff like that." And no one bothered to like point out, "Yeah, but how are you going to survive? What are you going to what you know what money are you going to use to pay for food to eat and to, you know and things like that?" Because if you're unemployed, that's it. Because if your job's been taken by a self-driving car <laughs> or a truck, then and that's all you can do, there's not going to be many other jobs out there because that's what I'm saying. If this stuff comes along, it will completely obliterate all the all the driving jobs on the planet. That's only like a 15-year problem or a 20-year problem, <laughs> isn't it? Well, that's true. Because if, if there's no driving jobs, then you're not going to study it at school and go to university and go through all the exams that you need to do to become a driver of whatever you are so you're not going to do it this That's is quite also a why we it's like tech. no nobody's studying to be a mill owner anymore are they <laughs> or a steam engine driver it's you know these things just these things just go out and and become the people that were going to do that job end up doing something else like programming programming wasn't around 30 40 years ago and uh, now it is. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, but I'm t- I'm just saying because there are so many cars and vehicles in society, it will be a really big change, and it will not. Be, it'll be a, like sea changing. I know it will not be overnight. It'll be a gradual process. But as soon as those companies work out, oh, I don't have to employ three drivers. I just buy one truck and it drives all night, even f- refueling itself. Then I do see there is a potential for it to be a problem later on. I don't uh, think you should worry about that. Right, okay. Fine. I don't think it's going to happen now. I know you'll worry about everything, but I don't think you should worry about this particular thing. Well, let's move There's back. There's a film so- that sort of covers this called Idiocracy, which um, says what I'm happens when... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
There's also a film that covers the potential um, you know, food problems and everything, which is Soylent Green. Oh, I was about to bring that in. Oh, dude. <laughs> now, go on, Mal. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was, I was being facetious. So. I couldn't tell because I don't know if my Skype connection is dying or someone's being Phoenicia, Phoenicious. Phoenicious. Good plan, yeah. Phoenicious. That's his sister. <laughs> uh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, Idiocracy. There's a film that sort of... Um, tells you what happens about dystopian society when we've become lazy because machines doing everything for us that's worth a netflix recommendation mm. well okay so if apple is producing a car who's it going to be really aimed? rich people isn't it no one's going to be able to afford an apple car on a, a normal salary it's going to be for the gold watch people isn't it well if you don't own it you only lease it well, this is the other thing about um, autonomous cars is once you only need one because you think about your car, it basically just sits outside your house or your work for large sections of the day. If you could have had one car and every single person in the family could call it and tell it to go away again afterwards, it solves, the, it solves that problem. You just call it when you need yeah, it. Yeah, but then it's sort of like, yeah. But I think people are going to have a problem then of like sharing their cars with strange, strange randomers. I mean, what happens if like you're working a night shift and you park randomers. your car outside work and then it ends up picking someone like you up from London who's had a few shandies. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you've got your car parked back up in the morning and it's covered in um, Madden vomit. That's called taxis. That happens now. <laughs> yeah, self-cleaning as well as self-driving. So we're yeah. looking at automating Uber is what we're technically aiming towards. Yes, I can guarantee you um, the guy who runs Uber is definitely looking at automatic vehicles. I can, I can absolutely guarantee you that. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, actually, so I don't think that Apple's going to price their car lower than Tesla. They just they just don't do that. Um, and because of that, it would, it would prohibit most of us from buying our own cars. So what's going to happen is Uber is going to buy all of them. And... <laughs> No one's going to own cars anymore. And Uber, whenever you want a driver, Uber is going to send an autonomous vehicle over to your house and pick you up and take you where you want to go. That's the only affordable model for for normal folks like us. Hmm, absolutely. It's kind of like a great to your point. It still takes your well, job. One at a time. I can't wait for that to happen. You know, the fact that my car sits in my drive is it's ridiculous waste of money, energy, steel, everything, isn't it? If if I can just Uber where whenever I need to go. Um, that's a much better way of being. But then I live well, in a city. You could rent city, your so car out to an Uber driver. Any... Sorry? Or, or you could rent your car out during the day to an Uber driver <laughs> and then take a portion of his money. So you rent your car out, you get money, and then but you get left home at the end of the day. It, it won't be a driver. robot driving my car. I don't want an Uber, drive, <laughs> uh, an Uber guy driving my car. Now, on a sort of related topic, there was another story. Um, and, and the headline was this Apple could be developing smart windshields for self-driving cars. <laughs> so now we could just do reporting that Apple could be fill in the blank. Apparently, this is now a viable way of reporting things. So Apple could be, your suggestion, Barry? Oh, God, you caught me off guard there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Apple could be building a power plant to put on the moon to control other automated cars. And that's just as valid as this um, report, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> Oh dear! What? Why do I have to read this stuff every week? Anyway, no, but um, yeah. So it's an interesting. I, they probably are testing something. I, I've got to imagine they did nick a load of developers and, and engineers from uh, Tesla, didn't they? Uh, last mm-hmm. year, so they obviously they are did. doing something automotive related. But I can't. I really can't see Apple doing a car. It makes no sense. I mean, I, knew, I know Google's doing it, so they'd be mad not to because if suddenly if Google suddenly bought out something and they'd run off with all the, you know, all the 
patents and investment and stuff like that, then then they probably couldn't allow that to happen because these companies have constantly got to keep looking forward for the next big thing. It just seems such a weird. I think that's all that's happening. You know, they haven't they haven't been able to actually bring CarPlay. It's taken them forever to <laughs> get right. CarPlay into any car at all, and it's it's taken them forever to release any anything other than a watch, a laptop, or a phone. It, it, all their actual pro- other products are taking ages to be released. So I can't see them ever succeeding in this. Actually, or they're just doing it, like you say, because Google are, and they've got to. Apart from anything, um, you sort of. They've got to be seen to be doing it, if you see what I mean. So even if they're not serious about it, they've got to be seen to be trying it and looking into it. Is this to keep investors happy? Yeah, partly to keep investors happy, partly to spend some cash. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> might as well. Monster happy. I mean, when this rumour started, it, it was just for cars to be going around their campus. Hmm. So, And I haven't seen anything that proves that that's not still the case. They're just looking at making cars, little golf buggies, to go around their new spaceship campus that might be just what's happening now hmm. well we'll see. we'll see we'll see we'll see as always we'll see um apparently a teenager has found another mac vulnerability that affects the latest um os x as well so apparently not the latest latest one though so i don't think this is affecting el capitan but it's definitely yosemite now the reason this one sparked up with interest because he didn't give apple any warning before he released it and it's now a zero day vulnerability apparently um, what does this do? The issue has been identified within OSX relates to how Apple's platform handles null pointers. I have no idea what that means. A pointer that doesn't point to an object or function within application. It's this handling or lack thereof that opens up the platform for malicious individuals to trick users into accepting and running the malicious code that can then be bypassed that can then bypass any security restrictions that exist within OS X. Uh, the type of functional fun, vulnerability does actually require the user to explicitly allow the malicious code to run, which is sometimes a saving grace. So again, this is another one of those exploits where it will try and trick you into installing it. So it's not a drive-by um, attack, effectively. You have to actually install yeah, you've got to accept it and install it. Yeah, so at least... Does it, make, does it get around Gatekeeper? Well, apparently, Wade's... Gatekeeper will start to look out for things. So eventually they'll release a patch, but in the meantime, they can use Gatekeeper to take away um, certificates and things like that to hopefully not allow it to um, spread that much. But it'll probably be about a month before Apple gets a fix out because that's how long it took them to do the last one, I believe. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, again, uh, is it just bad coding on Apple's part or are people now starting to attack Apple because it's a, a nicer target than it used to be? No, it's getting bigger and more and more popular. So it's always seen as a good target to go for if you want to build your name up as a black hat hacker. Yeah, but it wasn't like the flag of Apple like a few years ago. Like we are security is the main one of our main tentpole flagpole um, features, and they were so proud of it. Of course, no one was really hammering on it that much. But now they're doing it every single day. And mind you, I know mm. Black Hat and uh, DefCon had just gone on in Las Vegas. So again, these stories are still percolating out there. And this is the same kind of thing. You know, there's been lots of kind of hacker conferences on recently, and that's when everything starts to kind of accumulate at this time of year and kind of get hit. And, yeah, you're right. There is a lot more kind of hits now onto Apple than there used to be because it is still seen as a system which is harder to hit. And it, it is. You've still got to accept it to allow it in. Mm. Yeah, that's, that is its savings grace. I remember on the Windows, when I used to have my Windows machine, it was – and in the shop, people would just come by and say they'd just driven by a site and bang – 
they got hijacked and it was normally like the FBI we've detected you've got illicit informa- uh, files on your on your PC and I think that's just you Carl report you to the old bill but uh, no 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 there's um and that was always fun to try and get rid of it's very interesting that the market, like you said, I think the interesting thing here is how hard they're trying to hack the Mac. Now, if you think about it, there's very few devices out there which aren't hackable. And the two that come to mind now are Skyboxes. You, you know, they've got encryption on there, so you can't pull off a recording. And the Apple TV 3, as far as I know, that is still hmm. yet to be jailbroken. So they've obviously put a combined effort match just looking around quizzically there in the bank, I'm which is why I'm stumbling. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if don't there think was a hack. Yeah, I don't think they, enough, they've just closed the door on the 8.41 jailbreak as well, I believe. So it kind of makes sense that, you know, if there's less and less things where hackers are sort of like saying, okay, there's no point of entry here, let's focus more and more on the Mac. I say that's a testament to the Mac becoming successful enough to be warrant to be hacked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what a hacker's going to hack? Yeah, 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 yeah. How's that Taylor Swift song go? You still, um, you still have to, you do still have to install it though. Yes. And that, if if you're installing something, I can send yes. you a million, you know, all sorts of apps that if you agree to install them, will do all sorts of malicious, yes. horrible Black things keeper. to your machine. But um, I don't think still. I mean, the fundamental of fundamentals of um, of the way the Mac is set up and basically Unix um, is set up is that you the security is built in at a lower level than it always has. When you used to get a PC, it never asked you for a password, did it? When you just make an app, you make a, a home, you know, you make a user and it didn't even ask you for it. You just create a user. Whereas a Mac is it, you are essentially locked into your home directory until you, um, you'd have to, you'd have to type in a password to do anything outside of your home directory. So, Vincent, you might be able to help me with this, or Matt, I suppose. Um, they still haven't been able to jump up the ladder and be able to affect the system outside of a user's home directory, no, have they? not at a moment. But without no. having a password. Mm. Um, Simon's just saying in the chat room, the weakest part of any computer is the bit between the keyboard and the chair. I suppose that's, that's true. Me. But, uh, yeah, you're right. All these... All these um, all these vulnerabilities have to be escalated and you have to have a certain um, piece of dodgy software on your machine and then it's they take uh, ac- they access the vulnerabilities and, and escalate to supposedly root. But uh, it's all complicated stuff. Are you all trying to be complicated because Vince is on and trying to impress him because he's a developer? Is that what's going on here? No, it's because this is what we do guys, for a living. I didn't think that was very complicated. <laughs> I, I am a mobile developer, so I don't know jack squat about operating system securities. <laughs> let oh, me just put that out there. Well, let, I, I want to go I and say, say I'm just in your machine now. I just, <laughs> and he's not joking. Well, knowing Matt, he's probably got a way of doing it after his confession, Matt's in his confessions of a co- coffee shop drinker. All right, well, we're not, we want him going to what Rick does. And he's no comment. That's, uh, yes, okay. Well, let's move on to the ground that I'm, uh, I have some firm standing footing on. Music, <laughs> Apple Music. So Apple have released a series of new adverts trying to entice people over to their Apple Music. Apparently the, there was a report saying that they'd picked up 11 million uh, subscribers since they, they released, launched it about a month and a half ago. And it also went on to say about 68% of them or something or had, had already cancelled it. But then it goes on to explain like it was only a 5,000 strong um, audience that they'd surveyed. So 
you know, take that out how you wish. But uh, yeah, so I released a series of adverts. I'm just going to play one. Actually, I got I got a special one as well. But we'll play, play the uh, the one with Trent Reznor in. Music has never had a bigger place in our lives. To have access to nearly all the music in the world at our fingertips is remarkable. And yet, there needs to be a place where artists and fans can discover one another. Where the entire experience, from playlists to radio to new releases, is powered by people who live and breathe music. A place that brings you the artists you love, as well as the artists you're about to love. That kind of place would be pretty great. And that's what we set out to do with Apple Music. It feels like a hypnotic advert, I hate it? it. Just, just, come He's with They've obviously got the same speech codes as um, Johnny Ive. They, all yeah. the iteration, all the pauses, the script even sound. It sounds like just a guy explaining the next iPhone. Exactly it's, the same. I think it's such a weird advert for, for what is advertising which is music it should, i thought it should have been upbeat now there is there is another version out there that we managed to get hold of um our rebel spies got in there and got hold of this so i don't think this has been played anywhere else so we've got the exclusive so hang on i drove my tractor through your haystack last night the place that brings you the artists you love As well as the artists you're about to love That kind of place would be pretty great And that's what we set out to do with Apple Music There you go, I think they should play that one more often actually <laughs> I've never been so proud coming from the Somerset area to hear my local band on a podcast. That, That's is it. That what I've we're calling Wales now, North Somerset. That. Well, no, I'm, I'm originally a Somerset Reaper. boy, but um, I have to hide the accent for fear of mocking from my peers. <laughs> I'm looking to go and look for words. Vince is probably deep wondering cuts. what the heck is going on. Sorry, Sorry Barry. I have no idea. It's, it's a band from I think it was the eighties um, who who got notoriety uh, over they're here they're still going uh, it, can i just dance they are touring they are touring in pubs and clubs and, and it's and so nice mitzvahs. not to be the only one on the show for once that has no idea what the hell that was oh god dear i like to, yeah, I like to alienate i like Apple to alienate music is wasted on you i like to oh 70s not the 80s 70s i've just been corrected in the chat room well, well there you to go be so, fair, to be fair they, apple music has, has done me its first favor mm-hmm. so being a um uh, a Ted Nugent fan used to listen to him years ago, and uh, what about I, his politics? No, we won't go there. <laughs> no, let's not go there. Um, yeah, I found found an album from 1995, Spirit of the Wild. Great, oh, good album. For, well, for anyone go. interested, the Wurzels are touring on the 21st at Ashcott under Witchwood at the Swan Inn. The 23rd and the 8th are in Yates Shopping Centre. On the 28th, they're in Upton on the River Seven. And on the 30th, they're in Watchit at the Watchit Festival. Well, no you one, can find more at thewurzels.com. No one tell them that right. we use their music. <clears throat> so... <laughs> Oh, well, let's move on. Now, anyway, that, before we move on, I'm, I'm saying I was quite disappointed by the adverts. They're very sombre. 
somber you're not zomba somber affairs it seems to me and you know yeah, if there's zomba that's a whole different thing yeah you know, that would be more entertaining i think zomba but uh, i just gone to the wurzels site oh god and i've got I've the they use cookies what are they using cookies for on the wurzels <laughs> site <laughs> I, I, you know, they've been around for what they actually did. Um, if don't know if you know this, they actually did a um a cover of Oasis songs. And that's well worth looking up on uh, Apple Music. I'll see if I can get that across to Carla for the show notes. They dip the uh, cookies into the cider. That's what they do with it. Right. So this is probably the most hits they're ever going to have because I think we've no. probably all gone to their website now to actually what's, look at this. What's that then? Six. <laughs> no, no, no. So um, so do you want some bling bling on your ring ring? Yeah, I see what I did there. So apparently Brick are offering pre-orders for an iPhone 6S, diamond-studded, for a mere... We do this story every year as a new phone come out. For a mere $199,995. So, Matt, you get one of these? Sorry, I, I'm actually still on the Wurzels website. Oh, I'm God's looking sake. at their, their new album, which gonna, is like a, a Sex Pistols rip-off. You can have a busy night, isn't it? Like Wurzels, you're going to be Wurzling, and then you're going to be Bill and Ted in. It's going to be a long night for you, dude. And then pre-ordering his one hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-five. So sorry, what was this? I was like I said, I wasn't listening. So something you got to pre-order again and then cancel at the last minute. As you see, Vince. Right. Well, I'm never gonna live this down, have I? As you see, Vince, professionalism. That's what we try. We attain. <laughs> we try to attain. We don't get there, obviously. <laughs> Where's up So a diamond-studded iPhone, which actually isn't out yet. Yes, exactly. So pre-orders begin, apparently. Well, they say it's going to come in October. I think they're dreaming. Well, I've probably got to get this, them in September. This, but this diamond-encased one, or? It's, uh, they also, I've got to use the picture as our, um, as our cover art, actually. They come in a nice-looking case. The case looks better than the phone, I've got to say. A nice little steel case that obviously some lackey comes out and presents you with, because obviously you're rich beyond belief. So you get um, a free manservant with it. Okay, it might be worthwhile, cost-wise. And if you get a free manservant that comes along with it. like it. Uh, starting price. Well, if you want one, the starting price is only just under eight grand. It just goes up to all just under two hundred thousand. So there you go, Matt. That's well within your boathouse. As Matt Rick said, you will be sending it back though. We know. So it keeps its value though. Diamonds are pretty good at keeping their value. Well, they're forever apparently. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so we're not going to get one of them. No, no one's interested. Uh, no. Well, I'm going to make a website where I'm making pre- taking money for pre-orders. That's the best idea. And then close their site down and disappear. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's called Kickstarter, isn't it? Up. Taking money and not delivering anything? No, <laughs> Kickstarter, only pay, you only pay Kickstarter when it actually is finished. Yes, right. It's okay. Indiegogo where you have to pay straight away. Let's see what email Kickstarter sent Matt this week. We still got it. Anyway, <laughs> sticking with the bling, a rapper turned up. Ludicrous, whoever he may be, I have no idea. Turned up with a diamond encrusted Apple Watch. So gold wasn't good enough. You gotta put diamonds on it. I look this thing looked gaudy as hell, I gotta say. But so uh, if you ordered yours. What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. But rappers, this is you know, as 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 Missy said, it'd be more surprised if they turn up without any bling on. So Oh well. I guess it's all. It's got the matching actual uh, dog tags to go with it as well. Oh dear. How much do they cost? We shall see. I don't know. I, I think this bodes well for, for us Apple Watch wearers out there. I, I don't I don't exactly want to be seen as that weird Apple geek walking around. So it's <laughs> nice that these fashion trendsetters are walking around with them too. So we're in the majority here. It's four of us against two of them. We're okay here in this setting. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> They're the weirdos. 
But so, yeah. is it only me and Barry? Only you and Barry. Barry, what yeah. we sh- what should we spend our money on? <laughs> <laughs> actually, if you look at the website and you go further down, there's a gold one that's all engraved as well. And I actually do kind of prefer the look of that one compared to this diamond encrusted one. Nice. So now the new the new phone we are expecting it to be announced on the 9th which is a wednesday which is unfortunate for us but we'll see what we're going to do and probably available the 18th they're now starting to say which makes sense because i think that's the following friday two fridays on so um who's going to be queuing up for one rick are you going to just wander past one day and then get suckered in and just i might do i'll see how it goes i'm just sorry just back on this loot so this ludicrous man is trying to impress teenagers with his diamond watch yeah i know it's a bit creepy about that What could possibly go wrong? Sorry, anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, are you going to be up for a new 6S when one comes out? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've just, decided to buy phones now rather than go on contracts. Yeah, you, you do that, don't you? Yeah, that was on your recommendation. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. Um, so now we're on SIM only. The whole company's on SIM only. We buy the phone when it comes out, which means as soon as it comes out, we'll go out and get me one. Then these ones go down the line to the subordinates. <laughs> the lackeys. <laughs> yes, I, I, I well... Some guy at work just told me that he had a small one, actually. He just bought a six. And I went, oh, you might want to send that back straight away. Got 14 sure. days. Take it back. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, in a few weeks, next month, a new one will probably be coming out. He went, oh, no, really? Oh, yeah, sorry. But uh, hopefully you'll be able to get some money back for that. Um, rumor mill, it's only about Apple using OLED displays in 2016. Over a year away, they probably will. I use OLED on the Apple Watch, and it looks wonderful. So... You know, at some point, most of the other companies, I think, use OLED. Uh, I've seen it on Samsung's. They, the screen looks lovely. So, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't go to OLED. I don't see any downside. Is it, is it a battery suck or something? I'm not no, not really. No, exactly. No, I think so it's the opposite, opposite way round, yeah. isn't it? Because it's less power. Sorry, Marco. It have, is it... Is it right that OLED, um, it's black by default, so it doesn't actually have to use any power to display black pixels, which is what makes it so energy efficient? I remember using um, OLED about five, six years ago on a computer case I was designing. Little um, really not interesting fact there. Anyway, Apple are doomed anyway (laughs) on the new iPhone, aren't they? If it's not four inches or if they don't make it bigger and if it's not made out of liquid metal and if it doesn't have force touch, if it doesn't have anything revolutionary, uh, if it doesn't come with a SIM, doesn't come without a SIM, doesn't work in China or works in China, it's not priced high enough or low enough for India uh, and it doesn't have Apple Music or it has Apple Music or if Apple gives something away with it or if they don't give something away with it, Apple's basically doomed. So I'm not going to buy an iPhone never again just because of the eternal doom watch on it. Um, Simon, Simon and Jack says... Oh, ang- I love Angry Mark. <laughs> Should we... Oh, dear. Well, you just get to a point. It's like, Apple is doomed because they're going to put force touch. I mean, you know, force touch is interesting, but it's kind of like, do we need another way to poke things? I mean, I'm quite happy with the third um, dimension of using my Apple Watch with my nose. And that is way more interesting than using force touch. <laughs> right. So is that a use your Apple Watch? Well, I, I just thought, well, let's see how sensitive it works with other things. I was, I was out doing my shopping uh, and I got a notification. So I thought, well, I can't use my hands, got my key, car keys, so I use my nose. I've done that. And it's got an only, was it? And what's that famous coating that stops it smearing? Only fibotic? What's not proof? <laughs> 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 well, that's it's, I, it's you know it's that special coating that yeah. stops your skin leaving grease marks over it. And I can, can I've, I wish can we had a say, coating. It's um, 
it's it's done a good job on with um, nasal mucus. Right, moving on. I think the conversation going downhill so quickly. This is the sort of journalism we need to concentrate more. Take away your stupid drop test and go. Right, if I'm good, if I've got my hands full and I'm out doing my shopping and I get a message, what holds me? What gets rid of mucus better, Samsung or Apple? Let's make things relevant. If I'm at a beach party and I'm drunk and I want to take a picture of using my foot. What is a better interface? This is the real world journalism we need to know about. Hey, journalism reached a peak with Apple could be developing a blank, <laughs> blank, blank, blank. So, you know. Gene Munster's happy, isn't he? Because now that Apple's doing this 27 inch, um, you can tell I've had a lot to get off my chest today. Because um, they've got this 27 inch screen going in. That'll do Gene Munster as being a close call for being an Apple TV. Well, okay, we'll see. I'm sure he won't be happy with that. He wants 55 inches and nothing less. Right. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Let's ask our latch question of the week. So, again, we're going to try and do this live because it worked so well last week <laughs> as I flubbed the line at the end, but there you go. Right then. So, here we go. I've got latched open up here and I'm going to record. Oh, not just turn my phone off. You see? Stupid side bat power button. <laughs> that gets me every time. It does. It's, it's awful. So annoying. Right. Okay. So. Hi, everyone. This is Carl at Mac and Forth with this week's Mac and Forth question from Latched. Um, as you, if you listen to the show, you heard us talking about supposedly the Apple car coming sometime soon. So the question is, do you really think there's a serious likelihood of Apple designing a car? And if so, what would it what would you want to see? But if not, what do you think the top secret project could actually be? So, yeah, there you go. Just leave us your feedback or, or responses and uh, we'll play them next week's show. Thank you very much. Done. So that will be posted shortly when I give it a title. So thanks for, very much for that, Vince. <laughs> thanks for using it. <laughs> right then, so let's move on to our worth a tweet section. There we go. Right, so who's got worth a tweet this week? Matt, you're up first, I think, because uh, I can't wait to hear you describe this one. <laughs> um, okay, so mine, it's kind of tech... Uh, to an extent, and it kind of isn't. Um, basically, this weekend I've been off in the woods at something called the Wilderness Gathering. Cottaging. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, not cottaging. <laughs> One of my hobbies is bushcraft. Did Rick uh, cycle by by any chance? <laughs> and look at you quizzically, like, what's going on here? It had to cycle quite a way. We were in Wilkshire, so it's quite a long way from where Rick is. Did he know? Anyway, carry on, sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so basically this is something that I saw while I was there and I kind of, you know, got, went over to the guy that actually had it and was asked a couple of questions about it and was kind of, so impressed I actually bought one while I was there. So this is basically called a BioLite camp stove. And basically what it does, it gives you a little camp kind of actual cooker fire unit that you can actually do so you burn twigs and everything else when you're out and about, when you want to do your cooking in the middle of nowhere. But also, it's got a little unit on the side of it, and while it's burning, it's creating energy. And that energy gets stored into this unit on the side, and it can be converted into electricity, and it means that you can charge your phone and your iPad when you're in the middle of nowhere. So if you're off on, you know, basically, and you're off-grid, it means that you can still be connected to the internet to check your Facebook and keep in touch with people and that kind of stuff, because you just plug it in and recharge your phone. Do you know what the ampage is? Um... Off the top of my head, I think it kicks out about eight. Eight? Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, no, the wattage. What is the, what's the one where you, if you buy the wrong cable or you buy the wrong sort of plug, it hardly 
it won't charge an iPad. It will charge it, a phone. Trickle charges as opposed amps. to full charge. Uh, amps. Yeah, this kicks out about eight amps. So it's enough to do an iPad um, and an iPhone. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I was there for like four days, and I kind of saw this. I think on the second day, and by then my phone was pretty much dead, and had a lightning cable with me. Uh, just plugged it in, got talking to the guy. He said, yeah, go for it, charge it up, plugged it in. And within just over an hour, my phone was fully charged again and ready to go. And this how is why we were just cooking some bits on the on top of the actual stove. How do you deal with it when it rains? Because this is something, a stove definitely has to be outside, but your electricity probably should be inside. It's a sealed unit. So it's a waterproof sealed unit. So basically when your cable's plugged in, then obviously you're opening that actual socket point on the USB socket to plug your cable in. Uh, But otherwise, that actual blocks off as well and it kind of seals. Um, And yeah, it's basically the stove actually doesn't really create any smoke either. So you can actually use it on the actual edge point of a tent. I mean, most of us were kind of in hammocks because obviously we're in the woods and just kind of staying around places like that. So there were some guys there with tents, but this is designed so you can just use it under a tarp and, yeah, you can use that on the outskirts of a tent as well. I wouldn't ever come in using it inside a tent because, obviously, you'll burn your tent down. Uh, but, yeah, very impressed with it. Uh, retail is £125, and it also folds down into itself so that when you are kind of carrying it in a backpack or something like that, it literally folds into itself. And, yeah, great little kit. I like this. It's quite cool. It would end up covered in baked beans if I had it. <laughs> um, I do like it. It's a nice little bit. Nice you little gadget. You weren't droning bears in the woods, were you? Uh No. I'm just no, no bears in Wiltshire. <laughs> well, okay. There's a new measurement in there. A new, a new. Uh, under tech specs, you've got fire quality. Uh huh. Nice. One point <laughs> six ounces. Whilst <laughs> you can do little add-ons to it, you can get a lamp that adds on, which is an LED light. So you can obviously use it also to kind of do an LED light, and it will give you eight hours on a, a light unit. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little bit of kit. I can't believe it produces that much power. That's the thing that's getting me. I mean, solar doesn't produce that much. Well, never used that's to. Two is that not milli milliamp or something? It's, it's two watts. Two watts. Yeah, it can't be eight amps. Anyway, thank you very much for that, Matt. Uh, Rick, have you got one for us this week? I have. Um, I've been doing up my house, as some of you know, and um, I've put in these little plugs because um, I'm sick of those the the charger things that you get with your iPad and your iPhone. Um, and it's essentially what um, Matt has, but it's a plug rather than a stove. So it's your normal wall socket, your three-pin wall socket, and above the three pins, it has a couple of USB ports that kick out five... Is it five amps? Uh, yeah, this, five this, amp. week in, this week in electricity. Yes. Five amps for, to, so it can charge your iPhone um, and your iPad. And it means that it leaves... So it's got two, um, two USB plugs in the top, which means that two of you can charge your iOS devices or your Android or whatever you want to charge in those, leaving the plug free for any other use rather than taking up a plug. They've been out for ages, um, but I've just put them in and they are £18.49 for a single one from uh, Screwfix, which isn't a dating website, is um, a building um, materials website in the UK. But um, really it's, they're great. 
just wired up the same pl- same way as a normal wall socket, I take it? Exactly the same way, yeah. And they're, they're not any deeper, as far as I know, either. So um, they're quite smart. And um, you can get double you can get double ones as well, but they still come with two USBs. So. Um, but yeah, exactly the same way of wiring up. And they have loads of different ones to choose from. But go and have a look at Screwfix. It's, um, they're quite good. Rick, how far do they sit out the actual wall? Because they're not flush fitting, are they? So they these ones aren't. No, they're the same as the normal ones that um, the normal sort of plugs that you get. They're rounded edges, though, so it's just kind of smoother. Yeah, they're a bit um, bit more rounded. They're probably about five mil, I suppose. Okay. Um, They actually come with they come with a little surround. They can. This one I've got um, does flush fit, um, but it my. My wall box things weren't deep enough, which is a technical term, weren't deep enough. Um, so I had to put the special white thing around. Mm. It works. Good stuff. Thank you very much for that. My uh, pick this week is Marvel's Puzzle Quest. So if you like those games where you have to, it's basically Candy Crush, isn't it? Where you match up all the jewels and then it creates a series of events and they'll explode and drop down and things like that. So it's basically Candy Crush for Marvel superheroes. Um, free on the Apple Store right. at the moment. Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound that interesting, but the the fact, the way they've implemented it and all the sound effects and the gameplay, the only thing is, I think the computer's cheating because when he gets his go to try and attack my heroes, he'll, he'll like do a selection of three jewels and then they'll drop down and then another three jewels exactly the same will drop down, so they'll get counted as well. And then another three. And I'm thinking, hang on a moment, that's a bit coincidence because whenever I do it, nothing bloody joins the sequence and I just get one go. Having never played Candy Crush or any of this kind of things, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you should check it out. So it's a free little game uh, at the moment. You can buy in-app purchases to speed things up, as always. I wouldn't advise doing that. Just just wait, and then your heroes um, heal. Because as they get into these combat situations, they get injured, and then you have to wait for the heal up. Or you can spend money, so they're healed straight away. Oh, why bother? But... <laughs> But each to their own if you want to speed ahead. Um, apparently, if you want the Tony Stark salary uh, in that purchase, just 80 quid. Very reasonable. Yeah. But uh, no, you don't need to do that if you don't wish. Um, but it's, it's worth trying out. Um, Vince, have you got um, a pick you want to give us today? You can always you do Would your it own be one weird if, you wish. if my worth a tweet is latched? No, absolutely. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Latched. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. I think we um I think Mark had it as his pick. Yes, this is what kicked it all it. off. Yeah, Matt's yeah. not crushing it this time around. Then no. the developers on Matt's gone strangely quiet. <laughs> I still don't get why you guys thought that I was really slagging this off. All I said was there's other apps out there that kind of do the voice record bits and pieces as well. I'll be honest, I haven't had a chance to download it yet because like I said, I've been away. Um, I will download it over the next couple of days, and I will give it a try. I think what let it down, Mark, was your explanation of it. Yes, because <laughs> I think that's it was what we explained it. Yeah. it was basically, no, another, I actually messaged Mark another Twitter thing. I said, he, there's, he, he couldn't have explained it better than, or I oh, I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could. <laughs> he could have. You, oh, you seem to have managed it. What's the point? If Matt goes, oh, what's the point of this? It's so <laughs> social commentary. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I mean, yeah, maybe Vic's right. Maybe it is the way Mark described it as opposed to the app itself. Yeah, I'm going to well, go with it that. this way. I've now downloaded it since Vincent's been on the show. Um, so you sold it to me, Vincent, and um, I think it's a good worth a treat. Great. Thank you. Well, justified. <laughs> to everyone else out no. there listening, it's uh, absolutely free on, on iOS platforms, iPad and iPhone inclusive. Um, so check it out and uh, feel free to let me or 
or Carl or anyone else on the platform know if you have any questions. Yeah, good stuff. It's good stuff. And it allows you, like you say, you create an original five-minute podcast, uh, a little message, leave a message, leave a thought, uh, something like that, and then other people can comment on it. And it, it does, It's it, as you say, as you know, as I said earlier, Vince, the one you posted today about why people might feel awkward about doing it generated a lot of responses, didn't it? And just overnight, you woke up, as you said, just before you'd done the show, you woke up and saw all responses that you've now got to go through and see what ones are worthy to go to be latched well not worthy but you know see what ones you want to <laughs> you want to you know and 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 it, it just if you don't put my one on then um, well i don't know what i'll do actually <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no worries you, you have a you have a spot in my heart already so you'll always be latched on <laughs> that's what my, that's what my doctor's last time he looked at my x-ray he said you got a spot in your anyway no i won't say but <laughs> that, i turned out it was a peanut anyway um <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't that a Simpsons episode? Probably. Mark, have you got anything for us this week? Sort of. Uh, this week, I have been tinkering with a way to make old device, old iOS devices useful again. And it's, a, it's called Presence. And what it does, it sets up your iOS device as either a webcam or a viewer. So what you can do is so you can look, if you've got like an iPhone 4, iPad 1, that's still for sale. Rick, if you're interested, just throwing that one out there. What have you got? You install the app. The iPad Mini One, three uh, 3G and Wi-Fi, sixteen gig. Does it come with a free jumper? <laughs> it comes with a smart cover, which is in the same colour as my jumper. Oh no, I don't want it. <laughs> this is wool as well. Can I just point out that it's been raining and this thing has kept me lovely warm. It smell a bit like an old salty sheet. Um, I was going to say sheet <laughs> Mark, then. Just show the jumper. Right. So uh, that, but- that's going to be my pick of the week. My jumper. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Barry, you got anything for us? Uh, no, I've been playing your your uh, pick for last week, all this week, Score Hero. Oh, it's annoying, isn't it? It's great. fantastically great and fast, fast, fantastically frustrating at the same time. Yeah. I've just downloaded Latched and I've just signed up. Ta-da. So there you go. We can all now latch. We can do a whole show. We don't have to do this every Wednesday now. We can just record it, as Barry said the other week, patch it all together and push that out. Fantastic. <laughs> we just have to go, ha-ha, yes. Oh, I'm going to get Wednesdays off from now. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> Right then, so let's move along to our um, reviews this week. Well, it seems and the week has gone by with no one loving us. Mind you, I can fully understand that. But uh, no, so no reviews this week, unfortunately, in any of the stores. And we found a new way. There it is. So we found a new way of finding out if you've left us a review as well now. So... I don't have to go hunting around all the various iTunes in the world. I just go to an app, which, again, Mark suggested to me. So thank you very much for that, Mark. So you found found an app that makes it easier not to find reviews. Yes, basically. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. I can now see how truly unpopular we are. So it's nice. Consistent is the key. That's what consistency. It sends you you an email as well once a week, and my last night just turned up blank. Just (laughs) to really rub it in. (laughs) No, just to rub it in. You're no, no one likes you, Spotty. You're useless. <laughs> oh, well. But if you do wish to leave a review, please just head on over to iTunes. Seek us out, Mac and forth, and give us a review. Give us some stars if, you, so, if you'd be so kind. We'd really love to hear from you. Otherwise, getting in touch. If you can go and join our G Plus community while it is still there, uh, just go and head on over. 
join us there. We have some little conversations and stuff. I'm now going to try and start having to use Facebook more often, it seems, because I think G Plus <laughs> is definitely not much longer for this world the way Google's carrying on. And the new CEO, he doesn't like it, apparently. So um, I think it might be on its last legs, unfortunately. So we're going to have to switch to Facebook, I suppose. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have to say, you've been really active on Facebook the last couple of days. Well, I, I yeah, because I'm on a mission, you know, because I slag off Facebook all the time because how people use it. So I'm thinking, right, I'm going to show people how to use Facebook properly. I'm gonna, I don't know. I've seen some of the pictures you've got. Uh, really. <laughs> I'm going to stick my banner into the ground and say, that's my banner. Leave it alone. But uh, no, if you want to email the show, you can get us at macandforth at gmail.com. Twitter, we're at macandforth. Website is obviously macandforth.com. We're also available on Stitcher and TuneIn Radio if you so wish to listen there. Right. So all that's left pretty much is where can we get hold of all the wonderful people that has joined us this very evening? Barry, where can we get hold of you, sir? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Womblefoot. Good stuff, Rick. I'm also on Twitter at McCorriston. Matt? Also on Twitter at MustangMatt69. Twitter's very 69. Popular. Me? Oh, yes. 69, dudes! <laughs> and Mark, where can we go with you, sir? You can get me on EssentialMark.co.uk, on the Twitter at OceanSpeed, and, of course, the Rampant Mumblings podcast on the iTunes. Excellent. Thank you very much. And finally, Vince... Where can we hold you, sir? Well, if you have Latched and an account there, you can follow me at Vincent. Um, otherwise, you can also find me on Twitter at Lazy Bonsai. And I suppose also at Latched App is something that I'm running now too, but I've been, uh, I, I, I've been lagging a little bit on, on keeping that updated. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you very much for coming on today. I hope you enjoyed yourself. No, absolutely. I um, really hope I was a good guest and would be happy to, to come back if you ever need a, a developer's opinion on something. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, you do, you might say regret that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll retract my offer. Well, it's tw- 20 <laughs> invites yeah. in my calendar all of a sudden. What's that going <laughs> on? No, thank you very much for coming on. And and listeners, if you're out there, really do go and give Latchdeer a uh, ago it's fantastic and we're all on there and i'm gonna i keep posting on it as well and responding to it it's good stuff uh you can hold me on twitter at clausio 101 if you so wish that's it this week for our show uh sorry about some of the technical hitches at the start that got us took us a while to get going but eventually we got there so until next week stay safe and be nice to each other bye bye, bye. See ya. Bye. cheerio <laughs> <laughs>